I'll tell you right now, I'm in agreement for Colin Kaepernick coming in and just playing football. We don't need to kneel no more. We passed that. He knows he, that we passed he that. Is he in agreement with that? Yeah, you interviewed he, him. He, he he is going in there to play football. He like yeah. Is he going to continue to uh, stand up and, and for what he believes in and fight for what he believes in? Absolutely, absolutely. But he's going in as a football player. I asked him on the show, "How are you going to eliminate distraction?" Right? We're going in to win a championship. That's what it's about. He loves football. That's what it's about. NFL vet, now retired, Brandon Marshall on the podcast today, and he keeps it completely naked. You do not want to miss this. Got to pay some bills. Back in a moment. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with. In a world where vulnerable, considered weak, come and remove the veil from entertainment's elite. It's the difference between what is real and what the public sees. So here's your favorite celebrities behind the scenes. It's refreshing, authentic, the whole story specific. Life altering events to shape the person that you hear. We got a champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. It's the greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry so I love, as you all know, to have people on the podcast that I know. Wait, first off, wait, before I even get into that, first of all, I've had a hell of a week, have I not? Um, I've been talking about my new show with Jamel Hill on CNN Plus and how excited I was about it. It's called Speakeasy. And for the last few weeks after it launched, uh, I had heard that there were problems with CNN streaming service because we were bought by Discovery and Discovery wanted to do it their way but CNN did it their way and so mommy and daddy were fighting in short and as a result they decided to end the streaming service a month after it launched our show has not even premiered which 
as disappointing and confusing and shocking and all the things. But I've uh, I've been a TV vet in this game for a very long time. And uh, before I get to my guests, I do want to say this. Um, clearly, we're protected, right? As people in front of the camera, you, you get guaranteed contracts, which means you get guaranteed money. And from my understanding, they're looking to move us to a different platform within the big, huge company. And so that's great. But what's not great is all the people who left their jobs to come to CNN Plus or who relied on working at CNN Plus. I don't know how many people that is, but I know that there are people who will experience hard times and this will push people into some very tough corners. And so for that, I am sad. And I am wishing everyone, including my staff, that I have still already talked to nothing but the best and hoping that this moment is truly just a small stumbling block and not um, a real setback. Because I've worked with so many talented people there, I know that hopefully CNN will absorb them or other areas of now Discovery Warner Media will absorb the people that I worked with in my staff and all the others that I didn't get a chance to meet. There are a lot of great people there and I'm still friends with a lot of on-air folks. I talked to Rex Chapman the other day. He's in a holding pattern as is Scott Galloway. And a lot of the talent that had shows on there that weren't quote-unquote CNN anchors are looking to be shifted elsewhere, which makes sense, right? But mommy and daddy were fighting. They didn't get along. And so they decided to bring the kids back home from the trip from Disneyland. So nobody can go to Disneyland. Meanwhile, I got to get to the podcast. That's my update. I'm doing well. Jay's doing well. We haven't missed a beat. So thank you for being kind and reaching out. Brandon Marshall on Naked today. Ooh, this is a good episode, y'all, because I'm making it two-parter. It was so good. He Normally, people come on for 30, 45 minutes. We talked for probably two hours because it was so good because we were going back and forth. Brandon Marshall is now known to a different generation of folks uh, for his new podcast, I Am Athlete. Now, the clips have gone viral. He's had great interviews. He's put himself in very uncomfortable positions to talk about mental health and who he is and his family and his friends. And I respect him for that. He does more of the same here. But we begin with the interview that he most recently had with Colin Kaepernick. If you guys have paid attention, you know that Colin Kaepernick is now synonymous with uh, Muhammad Ali, if you will, of this generation. Uh, he still wants to play football, blacklisted by the league because he was kneeling and America felt as if he was being divisive. That was when that orange man was president. And Colin has since gone on a tour to change and educate the world about knowing your rights and and the disproportionate killing of black men and how we can live in a world in which we're treated well in America. He essentially is saying, America, I demand, I demand that you give us this promise that you have promised to us, right? That you live up to the promise you have given to us or said you would give to us. But how does that coincide with football? Colin Kaepernick and his and his awareness has now made football and politics live at its intersection and it's uncomfortable to dissect. Today, Brandon and I dissect it in a very honest, real way. Brandon has his own thoughts as an athlete. I have my own thoughts as a journalist and we come together and we share those thoughts in a spirited conversation. We talk about mental health, talk about his family, we talk about playing in the league, we talk about a contentious relationship he had with Jay Cutler, who I can't stand, but he says that's his guy. He says, Jay Cutler's my guy. Jay Cutler was his quarterback when he was with the Chicago Bears. And if you Google Jay Cutler, 
I can't stand him because he speaks to me out of turn and uneducated and it doesn't make any sense. Y'all might like him. That's fine. Brandon talks about their relationship and how it was really great at one point and it wasn't so great at one point, but now it's back to being great. This podcast is honest and raw. Promise you, I have never had another guest on this podcast that is as naked as Brandon Marshall. Get your popcorn. He's not that wide out, but get your popcorn. You're going to enjoy. I like to, I like to, I'd like to say whenever I have someone on the podcast that I am familiar with or that I was, that I have been fond of or that I'm friendly with, I keep it a buck because there are stories that we, I, I have questions about things that I've, I know that you and I have discussed. So I, I do want to say off top, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it very much. Um, and secondly, you have been able to transition in such a beautiful way. And I, I don't think that it's a surprise to anyone that television is, comes natural to you or your podcast is a success. Uh, the first time I met you deep into your career, 2012, 2013, maybe, I was like, so you're doing a TV thing, I'm sure. Like, talk to me about the evolution of Brandon, which begins as this mm. amazing football player um, who now right. finds himself with a platform using his voice for good. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, one, thank you for having me. And, yeah. you know, I really appreciate this platform, all the conversations that you guys have. And I've been a fan of you uh, from day one. You know, I mean, I think you were one of the first that, you know, graced the screen you know, and, and really implement fashion, you know, with the storytelling and then also knowing your stuff. Right. So like, you know, you're a pioneer in this space, but uh, I don't I think can. I've ever reached my full. I, I don't think I reached my full potential, you know, because I was struggling. You talked about being this amazing football player uh, and then being able to transition into media. Well, in 2011, in 2011, I was actually on the campus of McLean Hospital, number two psychiatric hospital in the entire world. I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. You know, I was there for three months, you know, from Monday through Friday, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And I was in dialectical behavior therapy, self-assessment therapy, uh, cognitive behavior therapy, uh, you know, one-on-one with the great Dr. Gunderson. And, and you know, from there... You know, I realized that, like, you know, I'm bigger than just this football player. And we hear these stories all the time and statistics. But, like, a lot of us struggle because, you know, the sport defined us. Mm. You know, I say all that to say, you know, in 2014, playing with the Chicago Bears, fast forward. Um, you know, I did I spent three months with Harvard and we worked on this case study. And, you know, Magic Johnson stood out to me. Liv Strong, Lance Armstrong stood out to me. And, uh, you know, I couldn't, you know understand why Magic Johnson was flying around, probably making a couple million dollars, you know, talking about basketball on ESPN when we, he was pushing the half word for half a billion dollars. Um, but I realized that I was his platform to continue to talk about the things that he was passionate about in the community and also, also his for-profits. That's why I got into television. That's why I started really taking it serious. And uh, a year later, got an, a, a TV agent, didn't know, that, you know, there was a such thing as a TV agent. And a couple months later, he was like, hey, would you do, you know, Showtime inside the NFL? And I was like, absolutely. And became the first, you know, active athlete, full-time broadcaster. So, you know, I just be myself. That's it. And I think it works. And, 
you know, the first guy that I actually worked with, Pete Radovich, and in, in, uh, inside the NFL on Showtime. He used to always say, like, Brandon, he, he would stop the show and he'd be like, stop trying to be a broadcaster. Remember Charles Barkley, mm. you know? He's like, that's, that's, that's where this industry is going. So that's how it started for me. That's, that's words of wisdom. And it takes somebody to understand what he, to respect somebody to, to, to take that advice. Cause that is a fact. People tr- want you authentic and they don't want to hear you have to say that's not true and not naked and not honest, because that's not why we tune in to listen to Brandy Marshall. That's a fact. Right. Right. Think about when you guys came on, I am athlete gave, uh, not even really gave, but what what all the smoke did was open the door and I and I get jealous. Like, can I keep it a, a buck? I get jealous and <laughs> not like real jealous, but I get jealous because dudes will get on a rap to other dudes about everything. You know, right. if I had Shaq on my podcast, he's not telling me how he cheated on Shawnee. You know what I mean? Like, mm, he's like, right, no, right. I'm all set. I'm all set, Carrie. I don't want to hear that. You know, maybe he right, might try right. to holler on the low in the background. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's not telling me the shit. And I'm right, not. Right, right. Or a, another another athlete who is not as evolved as you can't come on and talk to me about mental health. Um, right. For whatever reasons, you men treat women differently. I don't know why. So right. then. I disagree. Uh, I, you can. You don't. But they do. You don't. I think, well, I think I think like you walk on eggshells because you're trying to be compassionate. You're trying. You're humanizing me. And you're just like, yo, like. You know, you want to make sure that you you do it the right way. And I'm just like, yo, just ask me the question. Yeah. Well, the question is when you have these, I think, because I love your podcast and I'm a fan of it. And I love watching all you athletes talk because it's just a real unfiltered conversation. What I think sometimes is missing, as in the case with Des Bryant, Mm. is the ability to push back. Sometimes y'all let each other ride on some that (laughs) that ain't right. Like when Des was talking about Colin Kaepernick and he, there was no call to action, I'm like, wait, hold on. Do you know what a call to action is, sir? <laughs> and I'm all like, and then y'all just sitting there like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that should, that you, y'all probably understood what he was trying to say. Me as a journalist is like, I don't, I don't, no, 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 sir. There was a very specific call to action. And this is what it was. Are you what saying, was Colin was very clear that he wanted to make sure he stood up for people who couldn't speak for themselves that right. were being murdered by cops, black men more specifically. Right, it's not right. fair. He then shut down, stopped talking, left people to decide, wait, do you are you f-ing with the NFL or not? You're saying, oh, you're not going to the Super Bowl, but you're still trying to play in the league. The message got confusing because he wasn't saying what it was or how he felt because he was still figuring right. it out. So there was a call to action but the leadership was confusing because you found a reluctant leader who started leading. Right. That was and my take. So, so, but here's why I didn't push back on Daz on that one. You are right. You know, cause like, and, and I'll be honest with you, you know, like you were honest with me. You're just like, yo, let me be transparent. I get jealous at times, blah, 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 blah. So let me be honest with you. Like I'm learning my position as a journalist, right? Like it's hard to do. It's hard, but you know, cause like, I've been in those shoes before where, you know, we're misrepresented in the media and the media have agendas. Right. So like creating a safe place for athletes, but being able to sit down with Antonio Bryant and be like, yo, like, bro, I need to hold you accountable and I need to push back here. But also like I get I I understand the other side of it as well. So it is tricky. And there are there are times where, where I have failed and where we have failed. 
but it's a process and I think we'll get there. But you, ha- but you haven't failed. Thing. You have not failed. That's not the word. Well, 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 because you know, it is, I look at the same thing. Like when I play a game on Sunday, we go watch film on Monday or that night and I'm looking at like, how can I get better? So I do the same thing in media. And I think that's also where athletes go wrong when they transition into media is they think that they're just going to show up off their name. No, they don't understand that there's a skill, there's a talent, you know, to this media thing, right? Like, I even like how when you're talking to me, you look to your right and you're asking me a question. People don't know, like, you're communicating with me right now. Like, they they don't see that, right? Your hand gestures, all of that, body language. So, um Anyways, back to the Colin Kaepernick deal uh, and, and Des Bryant, right? Here's what Des, what I believe Des was saying and why I didn't push back in that particular segment. It's like Colin, even I just had Colin for the past week. He was down here training with us and we sat down with him. And, I was going there. You know, was I was cool. going okay, there. Cool. I was going I'll there. Let, <laughs> okay, cool. So, so, so here's what, here's what Des, here's, here's, and let's go back to Des. Des calls out Colin. And the reason why I didn't push back is because, they, like, Colin didn't even, he said, I just I felt something. I took a knee, right? That's it. And I stood up for this. You know, 2016, when Cap took his first knee, uh, you know, when you're talking about a call to action, no one knew. You know, no one knew. Think about how divided the NFL was. Think about how, you know, divided we were when it came to, like, Every single Sunday, knowing that we had this, um, this uh, huge opportunity, 70,000 people live, a couple million tuned in, knowing the biggest stars in our game were going to have three or four cameras in their face for three, four minutes during the national anthem, leading up to the national anthem, right after the national anthem. The whole week, what are you going to do? Are you going to take a knee? Are you going to raise it? Th- what are you guys going to do? So when Cap took his first knee, there was no like, hey, guys. Like what the NBA did, LeBron James, CP3, all those guys, they were, they were, they were unified, right? In 2016. How is that, but how is that different, Brandon? I got to push back. All they decided to do was wear hoodies and get t-shirts printed. And I they didn't were like, like that. But I ain't like that though. I'll be honest. I know, but you said it was the same thing. They didn't have I mean, a, go ahead. Finish. Sorry. They didn't have a call to action per se. It was just, uh, it was an illustration of we are, we are unified as black men to talk about the fact that they are killing us in a disproportionate rate and we don't right. like it. And because we have a platform, this is us saying we don't like it. And that's what right. it was when he took a knee. Tell me what you didn't like no, about that. That right there is that they got on a call in 2016 or however they did it in 2020 when they were in the bubble in Orlando, Florida, at Wide World of Sports. Right. They all had a meeting and they all said, this is what are we going to do? That never happened in the NFL. And I don't know if the only time it happened was in the NFL was 2020 when they did the video where they said, what if it was me? You saw OBJ, you saw Todd Gurley, you saw Saquon Barkley finally put pressure on the NFL together, unified. So when Cap took that first knee in 2016, he did that. First of all, he was sitting on the bench and then he got advice. People start picking it up and then he said, I'm going to take the knee, right? Even from that moment that when we we really start coming together and start trying to have conversations together was when the players coalition was put together. And even Caps team versus the players co- coalition was 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 like divided. You had Malcolm Jenkins, you had Anquan Bolden trying to lead the charge and really galvanize the locker room, galvanize the NFL. So that's what I mean by that as far as like there was no plan. 
because that's what everybody was saying in 2016, 2017 was, what is the plan? What are we going to do? What are we asking for? How do we come together? Because there's power in numbers, right? So I think that 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 was that was the challenge. I don't agree. hold back. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. I no, because I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm getting my thoughts together. I okay. agree. There was a challenge there because I felt not necessarily as soon as you felt it, but I felt a year or so later. I was like, Colin, we with when he left the league. I was like, Are we with the league? Or are we not? Are we boycotting? Or are we not? Right. Do we watch the Super Bowl? Or do we not? However. The same guy in Des Bryant who was criticizing the call to action is the same guy that I remember saying, we got to feed our families. And so I'm not taking a name. That's exactly what he said. The same guy who's talking about a man who is no longer playing. And that's how it came across, whether he felt like he was or not. Who is no longer playing, who has sacrificed the game that he loves, really did have a call to action. He took an L for everybody and he was blackballed. And for Des to be so bold and be like, I'm not, we got families to feed. He should have just tapped out. I prefer you not to speak if you know nothing to say, if you don't have the right. I'd rather you not talk at all. I'm never talking on something I know nothing about or I'm not passionate about or nothing that I truly believe in. And when he came on your, your podcast, my only concern was that he was very adamant about something that I felt like he was not fully briefed on. That bothered me. And then right. what even bothered me further was that nobody pushed back. Y'all understood what he was saying because you guys are athletes and y'all speak the same language. And so then when I say I do get jealous and then and not in a bad way, I don't really get jealous. Like I enjoy it. I need this content. I need all of this content. Right. I'm using it for my TV show. Y'all go on the I Am Athlete and have it. I'm going to borrow all this for my TV show and put y'all on and you have something to talk about. There needs to be pushback because only men can hold men accountable. That's right. Women can't hold men accountable unless we in a relationship and we in love and I'm I'm your baby mama or we married. Y'all don't give a f what we gotta say unless you respect us. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Unless Go you ahead, respect us. Unless keep you going. respect us. And it's hard. <laughs> and then you have Colin Kaepernick on your podcast. Kudos to you. Not doing interviews. Mind you, I have a whole ass TV partner who is in a production with him. And he's like, I ain't coming on y'all show. <laughs> so kudos to you. Um, and I'm not even mad about that. I'm like, you're right. All right. Don't come on. I get it. Y'all, right. You don't want to talk to us. I'm get it. I re By the way, I respect all that because I know it gets ticky and I'm not going to come here and fluff you. I'm going to push you and I'm going to press you, but I'm going to press you to the point where I'm going to allow you to say what you want to say. Mm -hmm. You have him on and he doesn't necessarily tell us anything that's new. But do you ask him if he had a call to action? Do you ask him if he knew what he was doing? Yeah. So this is challenging, right? Because let's go back to Des Bryant. Here's what I didn't like about the Des Bryant, you know, episode, right? To your point. When we're talking about human rights, we're talking about uh, police brutality. I, like, I don't like I, I feel some type of way about calling back in 2016 because the same thing to Des because we had no plan. But at the end of the day, like we've all experienced that where we come from in our neighborhood. So I feel like that's not the time to do that. We supposed to be together. Right. Correct. That's my thing. OK, now I'm pushing forward to cap. Same thing. To me, this is not about journalism and it's not about it's not about like trying to hold him accountable, ask him this question. That question is it's about me supporting a brother. Why? Because 
impact. Cal, his story is more power. It's it's already powerful. It's already legendary. He's already saved lives. Right. He, like you said, he took L's for a lot of us. Just he deserves to be back in the NFL. Facts. Because like like he, what he said on our show, my message, your message, mass, matches up with my message from back in 2016. You have end racism in the end zone. You have Black Lives Matter in the end zone on the back of your helmet. How the guy that started all of this, created this environment for all of us, why is he still paying the price? If he's saying, you listen, I want to play. I still can play. Which is why, Brandon, without cutting you off, I was beefy with Dez. I'm like, Dez, he's taking some L's for you. Uh, Come on the show. And if we do talk about Colin, know what you're talking about. And I don't know if that was duplicitive because he wanted to get somebody to give him a gig so that them, they, whomever they are that are hiring are like, oh, he's with us. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes it be that. I don't know, but I'm just suggesting. The reality is I wasn't down with all of Colin's messages. Are we down with every one of our leaders' messages? No, we're not. Because we are not a monolith and we do not think alike. But he did not know what that meant. And that was disappointing on that platform. However... With that being said, as you well, heard, I will say this. Hold on, I will say this. There's a lot of guys who agree. A lot of guys to this to this day like that feel that way, and it's like to me, one hundred percent. Right, right, right. I agree with you. I'm not saying what he said was wrong. I just said it was uninformed. But I also know that a lot of people agree with him. I still think of it this way: Colin was not trying to be a leader. Someone asked him why he was sitting. He gave his he gave his random message right. who he thought. And then it became this news. And then he became a leader. And then they pushed him here. And he didn't know what was going on. Life was coming so fast that I'm asking for people to have nuance and understanding. Now, when he knew he was a leader, when he knew he was a leader, when he knew he was a leader, when he knew the world was listening to him and people were comparing him to Muhammad Ali, then what do you do with it? That's when I was like, Colin, you could be better. Because now Mm -hmm. you know. You didn't fall into it. Now you know. You couldn't lead all those men because you didn't know where you was going. You didn't know if he's going to have a job or not. And with that being said, you get him to come on your your amazing podcast and he talks and he doesn't necessarily say anything new, but he says, I'm willing to be a backup. Life has changed. I'm willing to be in the game. I'm still doing this workout. And and by the way, I've talked to Colin briefly. I I talked to him at his premiere. I still honor what he did because he's, he, he, he lost what he loved. And I couldn't imagine somebody taking my voice away. I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. somebody taking my platform away. That would break my heart. It would send me into mm-hmm. depression. It would mm-hmm. make me reevaluate about what life is. And he's handled this with grace and elegance. And I'm asking, I'm asking you as an athlete who has this platform to provide the nuance. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Right. I'm mad at so, him too. No, but here's a challenge though. And I got to keep it. I got to keep it a buck. Challenge me. Keep it a buck. So. Right. There's two things that we're dealing with right now. We're dealing with the movement and we're dealing with football. So Colin still like this past weekend, he was in Vegas, you know, with, you know, the, the know your rights tour and everything he's doing there. Like every single day, every single week, he's still pushing. He's still fighting. Right. He doesn't talk about it. Nobody's highlighting it, but he's still talking about it. So. You also got to understand that, that, you know, there's a lot of things in development. In five, it's, it's been five years since he's sat down with anybody. 
this dude has things in development that he's been working on for a very long time. And guess what? That's my brother. And I want to honor that and respect that because, you know, in a year from now, he can come out with this amazing film, this amazing story that really covers all of that. So what the traditional media doesn't do, they don't respect that. They try to like, oh, my goodness, like this is a great win for us. You know, we got Colin. It's the first time he's ever sat down with anyone for five years. But what about that partnership? And what about what he has going on outside of that? Right. For me, for me, the reason why I approached it the way I did is because you got Colin and now you have this guy that's saying, I want to play football and I want to support that because I believe that he should be playing football. So to me, it was more so about that. Because I think we have a lot of time to continue this story and tell the story of everything else he was doing. Right now, I want him back in the NFL because I think the legend and the story of Colin Kaepernick and his second wave of the civil rights movement, it gets even bigger. Like, just imagine him being back in the NFL. It'd be amazing. amazing. You know know this. Let's keep it, like, like you said, let's keep it a buck, right? Like, you know, like, you know, Colin's sitting down with us, you know, I for him to feel comfortable, let's respect. Let's respect that. You know, I, I not only do I respect it, I love it, which is why I do love these athlete-led platforms, and that's the right. overall consensus. I really respect what you're doing, the Pivot Podcast. You know, all the smoke, y'all. Like, and I respect all of it because they do need an area where they feel safe, and they do need a, and they do need a space where they can communicate the way they choose to communicate, and not have somebody like me be like, "That don't make sense." <laughs> Right. I get well, it. Well, well, I will say this, but I will say this, though, because you got to you, you know, this is where you come in at. And it's like, you know, you, you know, now we're reconnected. I would you know, I want you to hit me up, teach me how to do my job better. Right. Because I I trained my entire life to be a professional football player. I sure. knew I was going to make it to the NFL when I was six years old, seven years of seven years of age. This is what you this you knew your voice was special. For, for, to me, it wasn't about my voice. It was about my legs and my hands, right? Right, right, right. So, you know, I think that, you know, myself, the Matt Barnes of the world, you know, the guys is out there doing it at a high level, you know, on YouTube, digitally. Sure. We can lean on you guys more to teach us how to do this because we want to be able to hold our athletes accountable. But at the same time, you know, we want to make sure that we're also not playing into the narrative. And that's, there's the beauty. There's the nuance. You don't want to give the narrative, the traditional mainstream narrative where they get dismissed and they don't get and the stories don't get told. Right. All right, y'all. So uh, don't go anywhere. I know you're not because it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. I'm silly. I'm goofy. It's silly. Uh, Brandon Marshall on the other side of the break. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with at t connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at t 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome back to Naked Brandon Marshall just getting started. True story, the reason why this is probably two parts is because his computer died. He thought he'd only be on for so long and his computer died and he had to he had to fire that thing back up, eat a little bit of sushi, and start the podcast all over. You're welcome, because it's good. Brandon Marshall. It is, there is an art to asking a question that is so uncomfortable that this person wait, man, I'll f*** with you no more. Or this person might cut right. you out. And you say, Kira, right. I, see you on, I see you on eggshells. It's not so much that I'm on eggshells. I'm not trying to alienate you. I am trying to hold you accountable and I am trying to ask right. you questions. And I'm, right. and while, and in my own opinion, subjectively, I can, I have evolved. I am no longer Carrie from first take, right? So I can see you evolve. But what I can't participate in is a bunch of black men sitting around not holding each other accountable because I think that's very important in our society. Black women wouldn't do it. I couldn't interview a woman that was black and she was saying some things that did not make sense. Any athlete, period. Any journalist, period. I could not interview you and be like, hmm, because you're black, I'm going to let it ride and I understand where you're going. Right. I can't because sometimes, as we all know, your silence is agreement. And that's right. not what you were doing. You guys weren't agreeing. But then the then this this video goes viral and I leave it to, you know, one of my peeps to say something to him. And they go at her and, and, and Dez are going back and forth on social. And I'm like, oh, right. I don't want to be like, that's not what I want. I don't want to get into it on social. Like, I ain't trying to trend. Y'all go ahead and y'all handle that. If you ever come on my podcast, I'll talk to you about it. With that being said. How important is the voice that you have now with I Am Athlete? How important yeah. is that podcast? No, it's extreme. It's extremely, yeah. yeah, it's extremely important. I think, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot to it, right? That was something where I, I agree with you. It's like, you know, because it's so much bigger than us, you know, it's not just about our platform. It's about our people. It's about humanity, right? So that conversation, 
you know, like you gotta, and if you go back and watch that episode, it came out of nowhere. Like that wasn't the topic. He just said it. He had wanted to get some off of his chest. So we weren't even prepared to have the conversation. Like, holy shit. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. <laughs> but uh, so I agree with you there. But uh, I think that we know how uh, powerful a platform is. We know that we have to be responsible with it. And that's why, like, I think it's we've had so much success because we are holding each other accountable when it comes to mental health, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to finance. We're having some really good conversations. And um, I think the thing that we all have to do is how do we participate in, you know, politics, you know, things that touches right. all of us. Right. And, right. you know, humanity, you it's know, hard. so a lot of people uh, run away from those conversations. We want to lean into them. And we got to do them the right way. So, you know, we know how powerful our voice is. And I think that, you know, we're one of the few out there that's really getting it right. But we still have a lot to learn. I hope with that being said, we get to see Colin play. That would be great. I don't think that'll ever happen. He will play. You think so? You think he will play. Talk to me. He has to. You can't have. Listen. How not? He's been out of the league. He's been out of the league for five years. Where is he going to play at? And so, like, who's taking him? There's, there's 32 teams. Correct. Right, right now, there's probably around 30, but uh, around three quarterbacks per roster. That's 96 quarterbacks in the National Football League. See, Brandon, he is better than half of them. No, what no. does that mean? So for her to time out, so that means that he can play. That means that his that his talent is is good enough. Second. NFL, you can't have in racism in the end zone. You can't go on us on a rant, Mister Commission, uh, Mister uh, 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 Pete Carroll, who I love and respect and study his leadership ways. I love playing for him. You can't, you can't go to the owners' meeting in South Florida and say we got to do better with minorities. Roger Kinnett Cadell, who I have a great relationship with, I can text him right now. But you can't go, you can't say we got it wrong. We should be protecting and supporting our, our athletes that peacefully protest and still blackball Colin Kaepernick can't happen. It's been happening. Yeah, but enough's enough. Enough's enough. Why would they change if they've been able to get away they with gotta it? They got to change and go back to your point. We got it wrong in 2016 as NFL players. But Brandon. right now, what y'all did in 2020 coming together in saying, what if it was me? Brandon, all- Brandon, no one's holding them accountable because they own the league. The rich white men control the league. They don't have bosses. They are their bosses. They answer to no one. We the bosses. Okay, talk to me how that works. Because it's been we five bosses. years. We the bosses. I'm in you. Uni- listen, I know you. Theory, I know. I know. I know. I'm I know right there with you. I, I want him to have here, a job. Here's the power. We finally found our voice. So you're four saying years, because four years later, four years later, you saw. Are you saying we oh, as an athletes? We as black athletes. Four years later, we saw OBJ, Saquon Barkley, all the black stars in the NFL say, "What if it was me?" Together, collectively. Brandon, I want him to have a job. And if you're right and I am wrong, that would make me happy. That would nothing would make me more happy to see him on an NFL roster. The reason why I don't think it can happen is because if Colin is in the locker room, it just it's disrupts the entire equation. 
there's a man who pushed back and told y'all, I don't give a f- and I'm the boss and I will kneel. And the question will be, will you kneel? And he'll be like, yeah, I'm kneeling. You think that he would take a, he would take a backup quarterback position if they told him he couldn't kneel? We're not, pay, we're not, we're past kneeling. Carl, we are, okay, 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 Jay-Z. But my point is, is that if he decides that he, that he wants to do some sort of protest and they say no, I don't think he's going to be in agreement and that will disrupt the apple cart. No, I'll tell you right now, I'm in agreement for Colin Kaepernick coming in and just playing football. We don't need to kneel no more. We passed that. He knows he, that we passed that. Is he in agreement with that? Yeah, you interviewed he, him. He, he he is going in there to play football. He like yeah. Is he going to continue to uh, stand up and, and for what he believes in and fight for what he believes in? Absolutely, absolutely. But he's going in as a football player. I asked him on the show, "How are you going to eliminate distraction?" Right? We're going in to win a championship. That's what it's about. He loves football. That's so when you say, about. "How do we eliminate distraction?" What does that mean? He's coming in to play football. We ain't won't got to kneel no more. He already did it. He already kneeled. That's going back. Right now, it's about what you said. It's about having that plan in place. Now, okay, you 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 didn't ask to be the face of it. Now you are. Now you have the plan in place. That's more powerful than kneeling. What you happens when there, it, what I need, what I need, what I need from Colin Kaepernick, go go throw me. Go, go, go slang that thing. I need well, I need to slang that thing. That's, that's it. it. That's but it. what happens when during the NFL year a black man is murdered and he feels the need to say something? If he's asked about it, one of these pesky ass journalists say, hey, this is what I'm going to say. Let me. All right. Got it. Great. Great question. This is what I'm going to say. And that's what I'm going to ask some other legends, NFL legends to say, Colin, you sacrificed enough. Just play football. Mm. Every other black NFL Mm. player. Y'all now it's time for y'all to take the knee. Wow. 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 Powerful. Brandon Marshall on Naked, being naked, challenging me. I've decided I'm going to text you and be mad at you after this podcast. In fact, I don't. <laughs> Hold on. Let's do tea time. All right. Let's do it. All right. Tea time. So tea time is this. It's the opportunity to get messy. Okay. Here it is. Just one question I have for you for tea time. Okay. Just one? Just one. I mean, you can ask By the way, that terrifies me because it's just one. Go on. Just one. Just one. So listen, I you know, when we first opened the show, I thanked you for being a pioneer, you know, seeing, you know, us represented, you know, you being unapologetic, leaning into the fashion, your personality, your attitude. Like we've never really seen it at that level before. I mean, we're talking about a legendary show. So I guess my my you know, with all that being said, you know, my only question for you is go ahead, sip your tea. Go ahead, sip it. I'm sipping. What happened? Why aren't you no longer on first take? Mm. Oh, that's a good Mm. question and an easy one to answer. Mm. Um, I work with Skip and Stephen A. Smith. And at the time, they were the biggest personalities on TV. And ESPN brought me in to ask questions and not to talk. And when that became more evident and more clear, perhaps six, seven months in, um, the journalist that I am felt away. I was like, why am I being silenced while we're talking about things like Ray Rice and, you know, domestic abuse. And why am I being silenced when you, we want to talk about Floyd Mayweather? Or why am I being told I can't weigh in on topics when I have something to say? I have an opinion. This is an opinionated show. I should be able to say something. I, I went to the bosses. I went to everybody. And they were like, mm, that's not what the show is. The show is those two talking and you're the moderator. Mm. But what they said to me is that you're, without saying it, is that as a little brown girl, you're not supposed to talk. You should just be happy to be here. 
No one at the time, not including all the great brown women who had been on the air, Jamel didn't have a Monday through Friday show. Sage didn't have a Monday through Friday show. I was on the most popular show as a brown girl. And I was supposed to be just happy to be there. And I wasn't. Quite frankly, I was the opposite of, of happy. I was disrespected. I was treated poorly behind the scenes and in front of the camera. And I'm not saying that it was Stephen A. And I'm not saying that it's Skip. But every, all around. And I got tired of betraying myself. No one kicked me off the show. I left on my own. I mm. left and I took my grace and my grit and I said, I'm going to Sports Center. And when I left, everyone was like, yeah, that's why you got kicked off. I didn't get kicked off. I got tired of being disrespected. I got tired of being treated like on national television on the most popular show. And while it wasn't obvious to the, it wasn't obvious to the people watching because my presence was so powerful that you may not have felt that, but I felt it. And I knew that there was more that I could offer and there was more that I could say. But to their credit, I learned to work extremely hard because Skip and Stephen A work harder than any. I've never worked with anybody who is who they may be dedicated to work. We do 12 hour days. We be on the road all the time. No complaints. Show up. Do two hours. Prepared. Do your work. Put your head down. Don't complain. Learn. Study. And I wasn't. And, and to their credit, to their credit. You know, I knew about basketball. I knew a little bit about football, but I didn't know everything about everything. And they taught me a lot. Whether they intentionally taught me, they taught me a lot. And that became my beat. Sports is my beat. And I learned. And when I went to Sports Center, I felt a way. Of course I did. Nobody wants to be treated like But you've been in a you've been on a team where they don't respect you and you don't get the ball, you don't get to start. And you and you put your head down and you figure it out and you prove yourself. And the more I proved myself, the more pushback I got. So I get this opportunity to host, host Sports Center and come to LA and, and live where I lived. And I loved it. What are you talking about? I'm from here. I'm from LA. But the truth is, is that sometimes companies and institutions want black faces, but they don't want a black voice. Mm. And because we were talking about Colin Kaepernick, that's when Colin Kaepernick went down in 2016 and everything that happened. And the pushback that we got maybe a year or so later about how we covered Colin, about how we used our Black voices to defend Colin or to present a different side was extraordinary. Not only was the NFL against Colin, dare I say all the media outlets were against Colin as well because they needed to, they had to serve their, their master, for lack of a better word, which was the NFL. And I was like, oh no. I can't do this. And as a black woman, I'd be damned if I watched them sit and betray a black man like that. And we evolve, right? I started to get my voice. I started to feel myself. I was like, fine, I'm out here doing my thing. (laughs) And the more and more I stayed there, I knew that my voice was not valued. And while I didn't have any place to go, I left. I jumped ship because I believed in me more than they could. I get frustrated with us as black people fighting to get into these rare spaces, this rarefied air. I was the first Black girl Monday through Friday in however many eons on ESPN2 than ESPN. And we fight to get to these rare spaces and we're only tolerated, not accepted. And I got tired of being tolerated. I wanted to be somewhere where I was accepted. So I had to create my own space. I had to create my own landscape. And people like, why you leave ESPN? It's the best, it's this, it's that. Okay, correct. The biggest platform, super famous, 
Everyone knows me. You know me because of that. I'm at all the events. But I'd be damned if I lose my dignity just for a paycheck and a five-day-a-week gig on the biggest platform. And by the way, I'm not the only person in the world feeling that way. There are people right now who, who will listen to this podcast and be like, damn, I'm tired of being tolerated. I want to be respected. I just got fed up. Powerful. Wow. Um, I guess the I said one question, but I'll ask two more, two-part question. Tea time, everybody. Brandon, I took um, over my podcast, y'all. Is there <laughs> any... That was powerful. Oh, my goodness. Is there anything that you would do differently, one? <laughs> and two, what can we do as Black men to support our mm-hmm. sisters? Mm-hmm. Support looks... Interesting, because when I was there and I was struggling, I didn't have it. Legit didn't have it. And people, have you ever been in a situation where you know that people are not respecting you? And they are looking when it's happening. The reason why I get sad is because there are people who watched, watched that go down and did not have my back. And it's people I thought I would have if I'm being honest, and they didn't have my back. And that's okay. That's okay. Because everyone has to feed their family and everyone can't be bold. You just, it's hard to find your voice because if you defend someone, the way in which I defended Jamel Hill, you pretty much put a nail in a coffin. So when Jamel was going through all her stuff and I decided to defend her, whether it be on social media or in person, that was my nail in the coffin. Like, how dare you defend her? She's a pariah. She went against the president. But I'm on the right side of history. I'm on the right side of history. When the book is written, I'm on the right side of history, and that's all that matters. And support looks like, if you're smart enough to know that I'm walking away from a powerful show and a powerful network, it's not because I'm on some bullshit and I wasn't doing my job. Anyone who watched knew that I was always doing my job. And support looks like, I got your back. Do I need to send a tweet? Let me send a tweet. Let me mention it. Don't let, you, you know, don't let somebody speak ill of who I am. Don't let someone dismiss me. And my voice cannot be as powerful as a Skip Bayless. It just isn't. He has more, he has more, he has a bigger platform. He has more people. My voice isn't going to be more powerful than ESPN. They can tell whatever story they want to. So support is coming on my podcast, coming on my TV show, having my back, riding for me, knowing that I'm doing the job that I'm doing and I'm trying to create my own and I'm doing it my way. My story isn't over. It is done my damn way. I am saying no to the things I want to say no to and yes to what I want to say no, yes to. That's what support looks like. Like I'm, I'm literally creating a path for the next one in line. So all the other ones you see that come behind me, and it's a little easier for them, it's because they shit on me. And I'm okay with that. Thank you so much. Because you uh, and a few others paved the way for me. I was on a five-day-a-week show, and I didn't like how we covered the athletes. And I walked away. And that's mm-hmm. when I and Matthew was created. I remember. First things first, right? You're talking about that, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. He was like, I'm out. I don't want to do it. I don't want right. to do it. You didn't want to do it. it. But it, but if you didn't do that, I'm telling you, if Colin didn't take that knee, if you didn't stand up for your sister, if you didn't do what you did, right. I wouldn't have done what I did because right. I would have also embraced and been happy with being tolerated. But you have such a very, very unique 
circumstance and a very unique voice and you need to be appreciated. All of us Blacks do. If they don't appreciate you, kick rocks. Very (laughs) few of us get to be appreciated. Find that space in that relationship, in that work relationship, whatever it is, across the board. Choose your self. And that's the end of the story. And it's hard. Hard and scary. So tea time. Cheers. Tea time. Tea time. Don't be stealing my segment too. (laughs) You like that? Too late. I just actually, I just trademarked it. I just trademarked it. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it wine time. I'm gonna call it wine time. (laughs) Brandon Marshall, y'all. He, you know, listen. He challenged me a bit. Like he told me not to tiptoe around the questions. Ask what I want. Stop being scary. I'll tell you this. It made me feel away. Like I wanted to fight him. It made me feel away. I was like, I'm not tiptoeing around you. What I'm trying not to do is get cussed out. What I'm trying to do is have a an interview that requires both of us to be adults because. I mean, I don't have any home training. Who knows what I'm going to say, right? If you say something slick, I'm going to say something slick back because I'm, I'm good and grown that way now. So anyway, uh, Brandon Marshall gave us so much more. Like I said, this is a two-parter because we could not leave anything out. You're welcome. You can thank me later. Next week, we talk to him again. And I know that the draft is here this week and everything is focused on the draft, but I felt like it was apropos not to just necessarily focus on the draft, but talk about someone who has experienced that and what this league NFL will look like and what will happen to black athletes who want to stand up for justice while the NFL says they're with them. Are they truly? Brandon answers those questions and a lot more again in part two of Brandy Marshall on Naked. Don't forget to listen. Part two, coming up next Monday. Thank y'all for listening today. Enjoy Naked. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.